Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell, coming to you on a Wednesday. We uh, have a midweek podcast coming on. Uh, It was a slow weekend this past weekend in sports. And uh, also our regular Monday analyst, Jason Cameron, still recovering from his car accident and unable to um, join us. On Monday, uh, we were away for a few days um, over on the Sunshine Coast, a beautiful spot. If you've never been, uh, make a trip over there. Uh, there's so much to see, uh, so much beauty, uh, great hospitality, a lot of uh, amazing places to go. Uh, fully recommend it. It was nice to get away and uh, have a vacation, and, uh, but it's nice to return and get back to the world of sports. Um, we have a huge busy week ahead, uh, tons to talk about. Uh, it's, uh, it's a phenomenal last week of the regular season of the NBA, which is always exciting as the playoff matchups emerge. Uh, we've got um, these play-in tournaments now with the last four teams in each conference from 7 to 10. And um, first week of Major League Baseball, uh, games will kick off tomorrow and a couple games have been postponed so far because of inclement weather but we uh, will have uh, I think about seven games on the docket on Thursday and uh, big games on Friday with the Blue Jays playing the Rangers the Yankees game that was supposed to be on Thursday has been pushed to Friday now against the Red Sox the Mariners will be playing the Twins and on and on and on lots of your favorite teams will be in action a full 162-game season that seemed unlikely during this offseason as they battled over a CBA agreement. Uh, but uh, we have a full season, so excitement. Um, great here in Canada because the Blue Jays will finally, after a couple of seasons away, will get 81 home dates here in Canada. Uh, they should have a bit of an advantage because... They will not be allowing unvaccinated players to play here north of the border. And uh, so some of the big names that haven't been vaccinated in Major League Baseball will not be able to attend. Uh, That might help out uh, having a little bit depleted rosters. Some of their rivals and some of the teams that will be coming in, we'll, we'll see that story emerge as the season goes by. Uh, okay. Also, we've got the Masters Golf Tournament and the return of Tiger Woods. Uh, that's been getting a ton of media and ton of press. Uh, about 14 months ago in February of 2021, Tiger Woods was involved in a single car crash, uh, rolled over and uh, severely um, injured in the crash. Uh, they said um, fighting for his life at the time. Uh, his leg was shattered, broken, uh, compound fracture to his tibia and fibula. And uh, he was, uh, yeah, in, in jeopardy of losing his leg. In fact, uh, they considered amputation. Um, thankfully, he was able to emerge from that, um, go into surgery, uh, go into extensive rehab. And he has emerged back onto the golf course where he's won five championships, five green jackets. And uh, the Masters tournaments is just not the same without Tiger. Uh, Now that he's back, um, the crowds have come back. They call them the patrons there in Augusta. And the patrons are um, in full force. Uh, The Monday practice sessions that he was going through with Justin Thomas and Freddie Couples was amazing. It was um, raucous. Uh, the crowds were uh, so deep and, and in full throat. It was, it was pretty fun to watch. Uh, they got the par three contest just starting today. They've had some inclement weather there as well. Uh, they had to evacuate the course yesterday and today, but um, today they will uh, go through this par three contest, which is always fun. A lot of the kids get to don the uh, white jumpsuits and uh, be with their fathers and um, yeah there's always a lot of fun things to go on so uh, the tournament kicks off tomorrow I'll go through 
some of the favorites and uh, give you the tea times and stuff like that as well. Um, yeah, I just I do want to mention uh, Jason Cameron. Uh, we hear you're on the mend. Uh, we hope the worst is way behind you and you're going to be uh, recovering very soon from this car accident. Uh, we miss you and uh, we can't wait to get your great takes and analysis on the world of sports. Um, as I mentioned, a uh, quiet weekend behind us. Uh, two things that I do want to mention was the uh, college basketball uh, March Madness tournament finally um, reached its culmination on Monday night. Uh, phenomenal games on Saturday and the final four to get the big matchup uh, that um, ended up being a, an epic game. Uh, the Kansas Jayhawks are national champions for a fourth time, a uh, second time in the Bill Self era. And it was uh, a really amazing game against the North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, North Carolina has won six championships in their history. And uh, as an eighth seed, they uh, shocked the world by getting uh, all the way to the title under first year head coach Hubert Davis. And um, they were playing amazingly well in the first half, uh, up 40 to 25, even 16 point advantage at one point. And um, the Jayhawks went into the locker room, uh, made some adjustments and came out uh, like a ball on fire in that second half. Uh, within seven minutes, they had erased that 15 point deficit and went on to a huge win. Um, North Carolina's uh, middleman center, Armando Baycott, um, was pretty banged up going into the game, had suffered a severe ankle injury, was hobbled quite a bit, but was playing great uh, up until the final minute of the game where he uh, severely twisted and re-aggravated his ankle injury, uh, had to leave the court, and uh, David McCormick, uh, was able to take advantage and get the winning bucket, a couple of really big buckets down the stretch there in the last uh, minute to um, give Kansas the 72-69 victory and uh, delight all the fans there in Kansas. It was, um, yeah, it was a really, really epic game. What an amazing comeback, uh, the biggest comeback in NCAA, uh, AA, NCAA final history in college basketball. It was um, spectacular. Uh, also, uh, the return of Kyle Lowry to Toronto after um, being traded in May of 2020 uh, with the Raptors not being home uh, much since. And they finally had an opportunity to show their love and uh, support for um, probably the best point guard that ever played for the Raptors, uh, nine seasons there, bringing them their lone championship. And um, one of the rare guys that, that comes back to a, a city and uh, gets 100% support. A lot of times people get a little upset when their heroes leave. And um, this one, it just definitely seemed like he was getting complete love from everybody. The tribute video was so well put together. The ceremony was nice. I, I do wish he would have grabbed the microphone and, and talked a little bit, but he had his sons there with him uh, watching the video, and then they came to center court and waved to the crowd. And uh, it was a, a love fest that was really special to watch, uh, very fun. And uh, just to see his, uh, when he first emerged there, he seemed like such a young guy. And uh, he was able to just really make Toronto his home and, and get the Raptors into the playoffs year after year after year. Uh, the Raptors just were able to uh, lock down a playoff spot last night for the eighth time in the last nine seasons. Uh, they didn't make it um, during that uh, last season. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it was phenomenal to watch. Really great to see uh, Toronto be able to throw their love to Kyle Lowry and, and um, all of Canada, you know, through that support. 
uh, to the Raptors in the 2019 run to the, their championship. And um, yeah, it was, it was special and fun. And I'm really glad I got to witness uh, that game. And, and um, yeah, the passing of the torch to uh, Fred Van Vliet, uh, kind of symbolic. Uh, Freddie was able to pass Kyle Lowry in the single season three-point record. Uh, he was able to get his 239th three-pointer uh, in that game to pass Kyle. And uh, unfortunately, the Raptors uh, did suffer a defeat to Miami, but uh, last night they were able to beat the Atlanta Hawks and solidify their spot in the top six in the playoffs. So they will not have to endure a play-in game. Uh, they are currently fifth, uh, passing Chicago Bulls last night, who, who lost another one and are struggling right now. Uh, be amazing to see the, the Raptors uh, in fifth place. And um, yeah, really uh, looking solid going into this playoffs. Uh, Siakam's playing great. OJ, OG Ananubi, um, Fred Van Vliet, as I mentioned before, Scotty Barnes, their amazing rookie, uh, having a a rookie of the year type season and somebody that, uh, yeah, the support has also been very strong for. Uh, he's, he's showing so much every night and uh, supporting cast, Gary Trent Jr., Ken Birch, a lot of the uh, guys from the bench are, are stepping up and playing great for Nick Nurse and, and the Raptors. And it's been fun. Uh, yeah, last week of the regular season, uh, one of the biggest news today is that the LA Lakers were eliminated from playoff contention last night when they lost to the Phoenix Suns and the San Antonio Spurs beat the Denver Nuggets. And that <laughs> shocked the world because they were uh, one of the early favorites to win the championship uh, going into this regular season. Uh, them and Brooklyn were supposed to be on a collision course as they both assembled these um, super teams and uh, it um, yeah it wasn't the case uh, the Lakers just couldn't get on track especially after the all-star break they really uh, had some difficulties and issues and it was <laughs> it was not meant to be uh, four and 17 since the all-star break and it, yeah they uh, they just looked horrible uh, this was an experiment gone wrong uh, Russell Westbrook didn't fit there. Um, these aging team uh, had so many injury troubles and LeBron uh, threw the team on his back and tried. He's the scoring uh, leader right now in the NBA, but uh, he was hurt last night and wasn't able to, to be able to pull it together. Um, we, yeah, we, we just have, uh, a lot to cover today. It's um, it's phenomenal uh, uh, week. Uh, Major League Baseball is kicking off uh, the opening week. Uh, UFC returns after a week off. Uh, UFC 273 has two title fights. Uh, they're going to be competing out of Jacksonville, Florida. And um, yeah, we can't wait to talk about that. Uh, the Canadian women's soccer team is playing two games locally here in BC against Nigeria uh, Friday night here at BC Place and on Monday in Langford over on the island uh, just outside uh, Victoria. Um, the Canadian uh, women's Olympic team, Olympic soccer team was uh, so amazing to watch. Uh, they finally go out over the hurdle and beat the Americans and were able to go into the championship game and, and get the gold medal and uh, really united the country. Um, really was the catalyst and the kickstart that, ne that the men needed as well. Uh, and John Herdman uh, moved over from the women's program to the men's program and were able to help them get their uh, World Cup qualifying berth uh, just in, over the past couple of weeks and and uh, yeah Can Canadian soccer has never been on uh, such a high it will be so nice to be able to go and cheer on these women that gave us uh, such a thrill in February uh, during the Olympics and um, yeah I'm glad they're coming here for a couple of great games against Nigeria we've got tickets to head to um, on 
on a Friday night. So um, yeah, just tons of tons and tons of things to go through. Um, as I mentioned, the um, NCAA uh, Monday was was really really fun. What a tournament! Um, obviously, St. Peter's were that Cinderella darling that were able to um, come in as a 15th seed, knock off Kentucky and Purdue and um, others, uh, Murray State. And then uh, to make the Elite Eight was really a great, great run for this little school out of Jersey City, Jersey. Unfortunately, when uh, you get that success, uh, a lot of the guys do leave. The coach is already uh, promised to go to Seton Hall now, his former alma mater, and as well as um, three of the their top players have decided to transfer to bigger programs and bigger schools. But um, good on the, the program. I think it'll help um, the recruitment, uh, and, and uh, hopefully they get opportunities again. Uh, it was their first ever uh, win uh, in the uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, they were able to get three big wins. Join that elite eight. Um, as I mentioned, uh, North Carolina was the, also one of those Cinderella darlings at number eight seed. They were able to um, go all the way to the final. Uh, it was uh, amazing to watch how they came together under the first year head coach Hubert Davis, former um, Tar Heel there as well. Uh, Armando Baycott was just a super amazing force inside. 15 points, 15 rebounds on that wonky ankle. Uh, it's really too bad that uh, he couldn't finish that game because uh, they might have been able to pull that victory out with him. Uh, RJ Davis had also had 15 points and 12 rebounds. So did Brady Manick, 15 and 12. Caleb Love had 13. Uh, Caleb had the game-tying shot in his hands. Um launched it from three and was a little short on it, unfortunately. Uh, and I, I got to mention Puff Johnson. He came in and played phenomenal at the end there. Uh, in only 18 minutes, he had 11 points and six rebounds. Um, was able to get a couple of big steals and, and uh, yeah, just, just looked great in his limited appearance. Uh, but Kansas Jayhawks, uh, four, uh, four championships uh, in their history. Uh, David McCormick uh, was very big inside and got those two late buckets to pull out the win. 15 points and 10 rebounds for him. Christian Brown was uh, had 12 points, 12 rebounds. Jalen Wilson had 15 points, a few really great threes. Remy Martin, 14, and Ochai Obaji had 12 points. Uh, yeah, and Bill Self kind of... Um, <sighs> Puts himself more in the conversation as one of those greatest coaches ever. Uh, he was only on one championship for a long time. And a lot of people had said that he um, had sort of fallen short uh, with some of the teams that he had brought to the tournament. Uh, they thought he should have a few more titles, but um, two championships really, really can solidify a Hall of Fame career. And Kansas, what a year, 34 and six, the only team, number one seed to go all the way and and um, they had a, a great year and uh amazing tournament as always um what a pleasure it is to watch uh so many upsets so many fun things that come together um, it was it was an absolute blast and and we're excited um yeah that uh the tournament uh, was as good as it always is uh i want to turn to the nba a little bit as i said uh, last week of the regular season uh, let's look at the standings and kind of go through those top 10 teams in both conferences. Uh, it should be uh, really fun to check them out and uh, yeah, start how these um, playoff matchups are, are going to sort of emerge. Uh, Heat still uh, sit atop the conference, Eastern Conference, uh, 52 and 28, two and a half game lead on the Celtics, Bucks and the Sixers. Um, with only uh, a few games left to play, it, it kind of uh, it kind of looks like uh, Miami's in number one spot and they'll get to play the number eight seed when the, the play-in tournament emerges. Uh, who knows uh, how it's going to turn out with the Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers. Uh, they, they really, um, yeah, will be jockeying for position. Uh, they've all, they're all on winning streaks, those top five teams are all have all won at least one game and uh 
the Heat have won five in a row. The Sixers have won three in a row. Uh, I, I still would really lean towards the Milwaukee Bucks as my favorite to emerge out of the Eastern Conference. I think we're going to see a rematch uh, last year. I think Phoenix, um, in losing to Milwaukee last year, they figured out what they needed to be a little bit better. And they have been the class of the NBA this year. And I think we're going to see the Bucks. Suns rematch with the Suns uh, pulling out uh, the win this time. Uh, the Raptors, uh, huge win last night. Uh, they are seven and three in their last 10 and, and really uh, looking great. Nice to see them. They were, they, they were looking like they were going to be in this play in tournament for a really long time, but going on such a, a nice run lately. Uh, they are actually sitting in fifth place and have an opportunity to, um, yeah, they had an opportunity to pass the Bulls who have been really struggling lately. And uh, yeah, I don't think the Raptors are going to uh, have any chance of catching the other ones. So it looks like fifth place is probably in the cards and that would be a date with the 76ers. And a lot of people think that that's probably their best matchup uh, being that the Sixers, um, yeah, just haven't been able to get cohesively together since James Harden has um, has been uh, has got there uh, in the trade for Ben Simmons. But um, yeah, possibly the Raptors uh, face the 76ers and, and get a victory and, and move on to the second round. Uh, let's move down to the the Cavs. Um, they're they're struggling lately. Uh, three and seven, Jared Allen was such a massive blow uh, to their uh, hopes of getting up into that top six and a guaranteed playoff spot. Um, they look to be playing the Nets at this point. The Nets went from 10th to 8th last night with their win. Uh, the Hawks lost and the Hornets lost, so they dropped down to 9th and 10th. Um, but these are the top 10 teams that we're going to see uh, we're going to see a play the, the play-in games from April 12th to 15th uh, this weekend. Um, looks like the Cavs and Nets will play to get that seventh place. The loser of that will play the winner of the 9-10 uh, position Hawks-Hornets game. And um, I, I think the Hawks are, are the team uh, that will probably emerge out of that. So uh, I think we're going to see the Nets and Hawks play for... Uh, you know that, uh, or the Nets and or the Hawks and the Cavs play for for that eighth position. I think the Nets will probably fall into seventh. So anyway, uh, let's just drop to the Western Conference. And um, yeah, as I mentioned, the Suns, uh, best team in the league by far this year, eight and two in their last ten, uh, thirty-two and eight at home and thirty-one and eight on the road, and just uh, yeah, just amazing uh how great they've been all season uh they just set their franchise record for wins last night with the 63rd win over the lakers um and uh dropped the lakers out of the playoff race uh yeah best suns regular season record ever uh grizzlies uh what a great season uh even without john morant uh, just really 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 solid team uh, eight games back, but still having a phenomenal year with 55 wins. Uh, the Warriors have been struggling mightily uh, since Steph Curry went down. Uh, only 11 minutes have been played together between Draymond Green, uh, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. Only 11 minutes those three guys have been able to play together this year. It's too bad. The injuries have decimated the Warriors over the last few seasons. Uh, we're hoping that Steph Curry can come back um, at the start of the playoffs and uh, hopefully shake the rust off quick and um, show the world how uh, their brand of basketball can can win. Uh, yeah, we'll see if they can stay healthy. They've got a good legitimate chance to go far in the conference, but um, yeah, that health has not been there most of the season. Uh, Mavs have been playing great lately as well. Uh, Luka Doncic obviously is the catalyst there, but the big trade uh, Spencer Dinwiddie for Kristaps um, Porzingis has been 
really, really big and helpful for the Mavericks. And they're finally playing some defense, which has always been their Achilles heel. Uh, Jazz had a big, big win last night. Now they're into fifth place there. Uh, Nuggets sit in sixth. Uh, Nikola Jokic has been uh, instrumental in keeping them in a, in a guaranteed playoff position. Uh, let's see, down in, in seventh, it looks like the T-Wolves will finish seventh and the Clippers will finish eighth. And then the, the Pelicans and Spurs will battle it out for that ninth, tenth position. They'll be in the play-in game. Um, we'll see, uh, yeah, we'll see how, uh, if the Timberwolves can uh, knock off the Clippers in that first play-in game, it'll sit exactly how it is, seventh, eighth. And then we'll see how the Pelicans Spurs go. Uh, Spurs had a huge win last night over the Nuggets. Uh, even without DeJounte Murray. But uh, yeah, down there you see in 11th place, the Lakers. Um, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, a lot of people predicted they were going to um, get into the final game this year and uh, possibly emerge as victorious champions. Uh, but they have been just horrible lately, especially since the All-Star break, 4-17, and 17, and uh, just unable to... Uh, mount anything uh to towards the playoff spot so yeah uh goodbye lebron uh it's the uh he he missed the playoffs the first year that he got to la uh he was hurt quite a bit and uh didn't have the team around him but um yeah after winning a championship uh making a lot of off-season deals and trying to pull together um yeah they are they are done now so yeah it's pretty bizarre um Okay, let's let's uh, switch to the NHL. Uh, just quickly go over the NHL and the, the standings there. Um, Eastern Conference, uh, the class of the conference uh, this year really has been Florida. Um, they're sitting at 104 points and trying to um, get that locked up for uh, home ice advantage throughout the Eastern Conference and possibly um, even uh, throughout the league. Um, Colorado uh, Avalanche will have something to say about that, but uh, Florida had a huge comeback win last night. Um, they were down five to one to the Toronto Maple Leafs and were able to one, uh, get a win seven to six in overtime. Um, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> yeah, they are uh, such a high powered offense. Uh, incredible. Um, uh, the highest uh, scoring team in the league and uh, yeah, just, Looking great. Uh, Carolina's uh, sitting in second. Uh, they've been up there most of the year. Uh, Toronto and the Rangers uh, tied at 96, uh, third and fourth place in the conference. Tampa has uh, dropped down to fifth place with 93 points. Uh, and then Pittsburgh and Boston are sitting down in sixth and seventh. Washington has a comfortable lead over the rest of the pack. The Islanders and Columbus are, are falling by the wayside. It looks like those top eights are solidified. So as of now, it's uh, Washington, Florida, Carolina, Boston, or Pittsburgh. Uh, Toronto uh, will play in one of those teams, Boston, Pittsburgh, Rangers, and Tampa Bay, um, possibly on a collision course. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's starting to get interesting. Uh, typically, um, NHLs have finished about this, this week, but... Um, they push their season a little bit further this um, this year. So uh, most teams have about uh, 10 to 12 games to go. So, um, yeah, but the uh, Western Conference, uh, I mentioned Colorado top 106 points. Uh, what a year, 50 wins out of 70 games. Um, they are, uh, yeah, definitely uh, the class of the Western Conference. Uh, they have locked up a playoff position already and, and probably first overall, um, I don't think anybody's going to catch them. Uh, Calgary, we having a great year sitting in second place in the conference, Minnesota tied on points with them in third. And then we've got St. Louis, Edmonton, LA, Nashville, and Dallas. Um, Vegas was knocked out last night as both Nashville and Dallas got wins. Uh, Winnipeg and Vancouver are trailing in 10th and 11th place and really the only teams left that have a shot at the playoffs but it's starting to fade pretty badly 
Vancouver with 12 games to go, uh, but nine points back of Dallas and 10 points back of Nashville. Um, yeah, it's starting to look like uh, not not likely that um, Winnipeg or Vancouver will be uh, in that top eight. Uh, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, an amazing year for the NHL as well. Um, those uh, The biggest stories that emerged this past week were Leon Dreisaitl getting 50 points uh, or 50 goals and 100 points. And uh, Austin Matthews also being able to get his 50th goal and then getting a hat trick and getting uh, tying the Leafs record with Rick Vive for 54 goals, most ever in a season for the Toronto Maple Leaf, which is uh, crazy considering they have uh, over a hundred year history in their franchise. Um, Leon Dreisaitl is oh, really, really far from tying the Oilers um, record for goals in a season as uh, Wayne Gretzky holds out 92. So uh, not going to happen uh, probably ever, but um, yeah, great, uh, great season uh, none, nonetheless for Leon Dreisaitl and Austin Matthews, um, two of the top players in the league. Uh, the other big news this week was Ryan Getzlaff announcing that he is going to retire after 17 seasons, uh, won a Stanley Cup with Anaheim, won a couple of Olympic gold medals, and uh, had a phenomenal career, about a thousand points in in, in Anaheim, and uh, one of the leaders there for for many, many, many years. And also, Marion Hosa uh, did announce that he will sign a one day contract uh, on Thursday tomorrow uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks, and uh, end his career as a Hawk. Uh, won three Stanley Cups with them. Um, 1300 points and hall of fame career out of Slovakia. One of the, one of the greatest uh, European born players ever and a really key piece in, in many, many teams uh, trying to get to the playoffs. Um, he went to the finals three years in a row with three different teams and then finally went to Chicago and got uh, those championships. And uh, yeah, great to see uh, a couple of guys, uh, get their just due and uh, yeah, get to re retire on their terms and, and say uh, thank you to all the fans and all the support. Um, okay, so uh, as I mentioned, uh, we should we should really get into the talk about the Masters. Uh, Tiger Woods uh, has decided to come back. Uh, this is you know he's had many 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 comeback stories, but. Uh, this one could be the greatest. Uh, he had had to overcome such massive injuries to his leg. Uh, you can see him you know, stepping gingerly. Doesn't have that same gait anymore uh, with the um, undulations in the Masters uh, terrain. It's going to be, excuse me, it's going to be hard walk for him. And uh, yeah, we'll see uh, you know, how he does, but. You can never count that guy out. Uh, 80, 82 wins on um, as a PGA Tour member, uh, 15 majors, and um, yeah, some of the greatest comebacks we've ever seen. Um, it was fun to watch him uh, tee it up with Justin Thomas and Fred Couples over the last couple of days and start to try to get ready. Um, Five-time winner, uh, chasing Jack Nicklaus's six titles as the most ever. Uh, 683 weeks as the number one player in the world. This is the 25th anniversary of his historic 97 Masters win where he just blew the field away and uh, changed the, the landscape of golf, changed the you know entire trajectory of the sport and, and started bringing in you know, so much more eyeballs, so much more money, so much more notoriety to it. And uh, yeah, what a what a 25 years it's been, uh, incredible. Um, yeah, some of the other stories that are emerging: uh, Scotty Scheffler, uh, first time playing a major as number one in the world. Um, he is in a group tomorrow uh, that consists of Adam Scott and Tony Finau. They'll be teeing it off at 10:56 Eastern time, 7:56 a.m. Pacific. Uh, these times, I guess, maybe are considered tentative uh, in a way just because 
they have had some pretty bad weather there. They've had to evacuate the course on a couple of occasions already because uh, lightning in, in the uh, general vicinity and area. And so, um, yeah, this course could be uh, soggy. Uh, it could lack some patrons at times uh, if they do have some more um, tough weather. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I want I want to mention uh, Hideki Matsuyama, the defending champion. He tees it. He tees off in the group right before that Scotty Shuffler group, uh, ten forty-five Eastern, seven forty-five Pacific, with Justin Thomas, who is one of the favorites, uh, number seven in the world, and um, really, really working hard to make uh, get his name uh, atop the leaderboard at some point. Uh, Tiger is in the group right before them. Uh, he tees off at 10.34 Eastern, 7.54 Pacific. Uh, he'll be playing with Louis Oosthuizen from South Africa and the Chilean Joaquin Newman. Um, they will be able to, they will be playing together on Thursday and Friday as Tiger tries to make the cut again. He's only missed a cut one time in his master's career, and that was in 1996 as an amateur before that historic 97 win. So, uh, good bet that he uh, will make the cut. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to uh, compete right at the top. Um, a lot of guys have been saying that uh, they see his game just as uh, pretty as pretty solid and, and looking as good as they've seen him before. But um, yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, with the rust and the uh, injury troubles that he's had, uh, if he can get his body to do what he wants it to do. Uh, okay, the, the next earlier group uh, has Bryson DeChambeau, Cameron Smith, and Paul Casey. They start at 1023 Eastern, 723 Pacific. Um, look for Cameron Smith to uh, emerge as one of the, the top um, guys on the leaderboard as the tournament progresses. Uh, he's been playing phenomenal lately. Uh, the groupings with Kevin Kisner, Daniel Berger, and Tommy Fleetwood are 1012, 712. Pacific. Um, Canadian Mackenzie Hughes is in the 9.39 Eastern time group, 6.39 Pacific. Uh, he will be teeing it off with Matthew Wolf and Luke List. Um, Corey Connors, the other Canadian, tees off at 12.13 p.m. Eastern, 9.13 Pacific with Lee Westwood and Russell Henley. Uh, let's see. Other key groupings are uh, Dustin Johnson, Billy Horschel, and Colin Morikawa at 1.30 Eastern. Uh, the 141 Eastern time has John Rahm, the number two in the world. Uh, Will Zalatoris and Patrick Cantley round out that grouping. Uh, Jordan Spieth. Uh, who else? Uh, oh, Victor Hovland and Xander Shoffley at 152 Eastern, 1052 Pacific. And the last group to tee off for the day uh, are Rory McIlroy going for his career Grand Slam. Uh, teeing it up with Brooks Kepka and Matthew Fitzpatrick at 2.03 Eastern, uh, 11.03 Pacific. That's the last tee-off time of the day on Thursday. Uh, so many other great players that I failed to mention, uh, but, you know, it's hard to mention everybody. Uh, sorry if I've missed out on your favorite player, uh, somebody that you cheer for or um, yeah, <laughs> you're listening in, one of those players. Um, yeah, it's, it's not for, uh, yeah, it's not to say that I don't uh, think you're going to do great. I just uh, wanted to put out some of the most featured groups and, uh, but there's always um, great stories emerging in the masters. Uh, what a wonderful tournament. Glad to see the patrons back in full for full force. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just a, um, absolutely amazing, great tournament. Uh, looking forward to this part three today. And uh, the tournament to start tomorrow, go through Sunday. Uh, okay, so as I mentioned off the top, uh, the women's soccer team um, had an amazing, very impressive performance in, the, in China uh, during the Olympics and that uh, were able to go on the run, win the gold medal and uh, give us all a, a, such a thrill here north of the border in Canada. Uh, they will be honored on Friday night here at BC Place. Get your tickets. They're still available. I saw some today. I, I looked it up and um, yeah, they're, they're still great tickets available. Uh, they're going to be playing Nigeria on back-to-back -back games Friday and Monday. 
and uh, here in Vancouver and over in uh, Victoria and Langford at Starlight Stadium there. Um, it'll be great to be able to um, cheer on those women that gave us such thrills. And, uh, and as I said, uh, yeah, they were uh, really one of the main reasons and biggest catalysts why women's the men's soccer team has been able to get their success and uh, been able to um, really uh, yeah <laughs> qualify for the the uh, World Cup for the first time in 36 years. So John Herdman uh, yeah should have a statue of him soon uh, being able to do this with the women's program and then the men's program. Uh, what a, an impressive performance. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm very excited to, to go to the game and uh, yeah, I'm very happy that they're having a couple games here. So looking forward to that. Uh, also looking forward to USC 273. Uh, we have a, a phenomenal fight card planned. Uh, two title fights are, are on the docket. Uh, Alex Volkanovsky uh, will be... Uh, Defending his belt against the Korean zombie, Chang Sung Jung. Uh, it will be a, uh, yeah, it should be a great battle, but um, I think Volkanovsky is the class of the division by far. And I think um, Korean zombie can take abuse as he's shown, but keep on coming. But um, yeah, I don't think he has enough to uh, wrestle the belt away from him and the featherweight uh, Crown will remain uh, with uh, Volkanovski. Uh, but the Coleman event uh, has a lot of uh, controversy. Um, they, they fought, uh, these two guys, uh, Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan, uh, fought about a year ago. And um, uh, Peter Yan was winning the fight quite handily uh, until um, he... Uh, engaged with Aljamain Sterling, who was down on a knee. Uh, he kneed him in the face and uh, dropped him, uh, basically making him incapacitated, unable to continue. Uh, he was just, Peter Yan was disqualified for an, an illegal knee strike and was um, disqualified uh, in the match. The belt was handed over to Aljamain Sterling, first time in UFC history that a guy's won the belt from a disqualification. And um, yeah, so uh, they tried to do a rematch at uh, UFC uh, two, uh, 267, um, but Aljamain Sterling had a lingering neck injury, had to pull out of the match. So the UFC put together an interim belt, uh, Peter Yan against Corey Sanhagen. Uh, Yan was able to win uh, via unanimous decision and got the interim belt. Uh, so then they tried to um, put this fight together. Uh, there was uh, one more delay, and uh, uh, but we're finally seeing uh, them uh, together. And I guess uh, what we're trying to see is, did Aljamain Sterling learn enough in that uh, match that they had before or in the year since uh, to change the course of the fight? Uh, it looked like uh, Jan was going to uh, retain his belt at the time and was going to continue on as the champ. Um, Jan is uh, 16 and two and, and uh, has uh, just been phenomenal. Uh, had that loss to Aljo, the only other loss was to Megamed, Megamedov. And um, uh, Sterling has only lost to Marlon Marais, uh, Hafiel Asuncao and Brian Caraway. And um, yeah, these are two really super skilled bantamweights and uh, it's going to be a battle and I can't wait for the rematch to finally happen. Uh, but the amazing thing is uh, the fight that uh, is right before this fight in the welterweight division is getting all the media attention, getting all the press. Everybody seems to want to talk about Kamzat Chimaya. He emerged on the scene uh, uh, maybe about two years ago, maybe not even quite two years ago, uh, has got a 10-0 record now in the UFC, and, but is fighting his stiffest competition to date in Gilbert Burns, a, um, a longtime veteran of uh, UFC. He has a record of 20-4 and, four and uh, has faced a lot of the top 
um, bantamweights, or, I mean, sorry, welterweights in the sport. Um, we'll see uh, if Kamzat uh, can continue this meteoric rise. He's had some uh, really huge, uh, very quick victories. Uh, almost everybody seems to be um, going Kamzat's way when they're predicting the uh, winner and the outcome of this, except uh, champion Israel Adesanya. Uh, seems like um, he's fully behind Burns and saying that Burns is going to take this. So, uh, yeah, we're pretty excited for it. Um, it really uh, amazed that, um, yeah, uh, this guy has uh, just been able to eclipse two title fights on this card and be the main talking point uh, for all the media, for many of the fighters. Uh, yeah, it seems like uh, we, they've almost forgotten that there are two, two belts on the line in this. Uh, everyone wants to talk about Kamzat, Jemaya. So uh, good on him that he's been able to get that much media exposure and attention uh, for this card. Um, there's a lot of great fights uh, on the card. Uh, there have been a couple fights that have dropped off, but um, Kelvin Gastelum uh, had a couple opponents and was unable to make it. Uh, we get to see a big heavyweight battle between Jerzinho Rosenstrike and Marcin Tubura. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about that one for sure. Um, and then there's a, another heavyweight battle between Alexei Olenek and Jared Vandera. Vandera is replacing Ilir Latifi, who um, has um, had some troubles uh, being able to get himself healthy and ready for the fight. So they have replaced him. Uh, yeah, but uh, lots of uh, lots of great fights on the card. A couple of cancellations, but still shouldn't uh, diminish a, a really phenomenal, great, great, great card. So yeah, we're pretty excited. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, MLB this week, uh, keep your eye out for uh, the start of the season. Uh, a couple of games have been postponed from, from weather. The first game was supposed to be the 27-time champion New York Yankees facing their bitter rivals, the Boston Red Sox. That game has been pushed today. Um, so has the Seattle Mariners, Minnesota Twins game pushed today. So instead of nine games that day and the Yankees being the first game, there'll be seven games and we'll, we'll see even if weather uh, has to push any other games, but um, uh, the Blue Jays play Friday. They play the Texas Rangers and uh, so do the Yankees and the Mariners and um, yeah, many of the other teams. Uh, super excited. Uh, Blue Jays, you know, even though they lost a couple of really key pieces uh, this off season, uh, they've been able to replace them with great, Great talent and um, amazing batting lineup and a lot of great arms, a lot of really good pitchers on this pitching staff. And uh, yeah, uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, most people are predicting that they're going to go all the way to the World Series and win the American League East, which is always super tough with the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Rays. Uh, it's just um, always really tough to emerge from there. Uh, but yeah, Matt, are you as excited as I am for all the great sports that are, are happening this week? It's going to be um, incredible. And uh, yeah, we're really excited. Um, and I do want to mention, uh, we also have a couple of big things coming up uh, the following weekend. Uh, we've got a tennis tournament here locally. Um, Leila Annie Fernandez is playing, uh, see if you can get tickets. Uh, she is uh, become Canada's darling. Uh, amazing uh, performance uh, from her uh, lately in the, in the tennis world. And uh, so lucky that we're getting to see her locally here. Uh, I was not going to be able to attend uh, because I was gonna be going to the Rugby Sevens uh, at BC Place, but um, Rugby Sevens have uh, lost me as a, uh, as a patron, as a fan as somebody that wants to support them because uh, their ticket prices are just outrageous and ridiculous and they want to put you in a, a morning session or an afternoon session instead of a all-day pass, all-weekend pass. All-weekend pass is, is so much money that uh, they've priced me right out of the market. Uh, I'm not going to support them and unless they can uh, you know, put it to a more reasonable thing, uh, yeah, they've, they've lost me. I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I would have promoted it and I would have talked a lot about the, uh, the tournament and, and everything uh, to it, but 
Um, no, I'm really angry and, and mad that uh, they have um, jacked the prices up so badly that, uh, yeah, there's not going to be a lot of people very happy with having to pay that kind of outrageous prices and, and not being able to just buy a ticket that gets me there from morning to night. Uh, it's a fun event. Great to be able to put on your nation's colors and go there and, and support your team. Uh, very fast, very fun, great action. But no, I, I will not be supporting them this, this year. Uh, they've, they've priced me out. So, um, But anyway, I, uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. It was a solo podcast today. We missed Jason Cameron and uh, Stefan uh, Capolini was able to step in last week, but uh, nobody this week doing it solo. So anyway, thanks for sticking in. I love it. Uh, appreciate your support as always. And speaking of support, I want to thank our partners and sponsors, Anchor. Dot fm easiest place to make a podcast phenomenal at posting on multiple podcast platforms for us just absolutely a great partner to have uh, verbero the hockey equipment and apparel company industry leader in technology performance and value and the v350 stick is something you need to get in the hands of any player that you have in your friends or family uh, Pampas and Possibilities, uh, they are designers of West Coast pretty things that you put in your home, in your condo, in your place to live and really spruce it up and make it look great. Uh, find them on our website. And finally, uh, Forever Living, the Aloe Vera company for health and beauty products. Aloe Vera is a, an amazing product that uh, it was really great to see um, them put into so many phenomenal products. Uh, and you can go on our website and purchase products at discounted rates there. So thanks as always to them. And thanks to everyone that helps put this together. Uh, it's a lot of work, but uh, it is a labor of love and a lot of fun. And I really always appreciate you watching, watching and listening. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's see it very soon. Uh, it's midweek. It's going to be a great week ahead. Lots of great sports to check out. And uh, yeah, go to our um, parent site as well, completemedianetwork.com, and you'll find something there that you love, that you're passionate about. And uh, hopefully we're able to cover the things that you care about. So uh, love you guys lots. Take care of yourself. Have an amazing week ahead, and we'll see you very soon. Okay, take care. Bye for now.